0: What's going on guys, it's Mike Cerrone from the DC Crossover Podcast. Ben and I have been producing audio content since our teenage years. But now, don't we wish we had the tools you guys have to create and distribute your own content? Let me quickly tell you about our new sponsor, Anchor. Now if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's definitely something I love using. One reason, because it's free people, F-R-E-E. As most of you may know, free is one of my favorite words, so don't get that mixed up. So no charge to start up with Anchor. Now let's talk about how easy it is to use. With Anchor, there are creation tools that allow you guys to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Super simple and super accessible from anywhere. Now that you recorded, how do you distribute to the streaming apps? Anchor does it for you folks. Whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or more, they got you. That's a clown question, bro. And they're not even called Reese's Pieces. They're called Reese's
1: Pieces. Reese's Pieces. They're pieces of Reese's. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm not a kid. Write something about me. Playoffs? I just hope we can win a
0: game. We're talking about practice, man. We're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. We ain't talking about the game. We're talking about practice, man. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them out the hook. This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. Hello, you play to win the game.
1: DC crossover here, heading into Loudoun United Segre Field, parked about five million miles away. Mike's a little full. We did a little pregame. And uh we're excited Mike. Some good some thoughts here on our way down to Segra Field. Wow. I feel like I'm actually
0: getting interviewed right now.
1: Well we only have one microphone, so <laughs> we
0: basically are getting interviewed. So uh, we've got another twenty minutes to get to the field because we're walking about three miles.
1: Yeah, right now we can see the field is in our sights. I have no idea how we're going to be able to find the. I don't know how we're going to be able to find the car when we leave. We have to find the media entrance,
0: how people are still coming in.
1: which is the east side of the stadium. It's going to be an uh, interesting task to try to figure out which side's east. I, I don't know where the sun is, so we'll figure it out. Wait. It's, and uh,
0: rise in the east, sets in the west, right?
1: You know, I, I didn't. Uh, I, didn't I, I didn't pass that class. I, w- I watched Spartacus before, isn't it? Sure. Well, we'll figure it out and Sets in. Sets in the hop on back here in a moment. Okay. DC over here, live at Cigar Field. We made it through the front gates. Where we got media passes. <laughs> media passes. <laughs> I mean, they asked for our names. We didn't. I had no uh, idea what was going on. No idea what was going on made it through we have media passes so we could technically sit in media seats i don't know what that means though what what, what are we talking (laughs) uh talking uh
0: field side or something like that diagram we got a seating diagram over here we can uh we can try to see where that (laughs) i don't know man but we
1: made it onto the field media passes this is is pretty incredible here for sure we're here this is man. Take, take a couple pictures, man. This is it's pretty fantastic. So DC Cross over here, live from Segre Field. We're here live on the field. Our past got us to this point. We don't deserve it whatsoever. Mike, some of your thoughts here.
0: Well, the problem is, is that people don't realize confidence is key when you get in these situations. As long as you have confidence, people will let you go anywhere the heck you want. And right now, we just showed him a piece of paper that said our names on it. And this guy was like, yeah, yeah, right here. This is you. This is all you. And I think at some point we'll be able to get over to the actual
1: media seating somewhere. We'll we'll kind of figure that out. Yeah, we'll, we'll 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 figure it out here. We're still about ten minutes till game time, so we'll probably get off the field here pretty soon and figure out. Ask somebody where the media. Stay
0: here during the
1: game. I have no idea. I have no idea. The security guy. Security guy did say, uh, "You guys, when the opening ceremony start, you guys can't be on the field." And uh, but we're here so right he now. Said? That's what he said. Ah. Oh. But uh, we'll figure it out. We'll walk around. Maybe we'll uh, we'll nice stadium, ask right? around. Nice stadium. Stadium. Yeah, for sure.
0: It's a Absolutely. Nice little, uh, nice little night
1: out. Yeah, it's a beautiful night here at Segra Field as it's Loudoun United opening night game. We're going to be testing out some food tonight. We'll give some food reviews. We'll definitely do a little walk around and things like that. Um, Mike, are you excited for the food options tonight?
0: Oh, man, I did my research. I am going to be grubbing hard. Yeah, so we're
1: going to see. We'll check back in with you guys in a moment. We're going to enjoy the walking around the field for a bit, and we'll uh, come back in a moment.
0: And we're back here for the D.C. Crossover. Mike's around Ben Simpson. Behind the mic, the single mic that we have today. First food truck we are hitting up here is Grubbers Food. www.grubbersfood.com. Find them on the tweeters. You can find them on Instagram, Snapchat, all that kind of stuff. Grubbers. It's where the good people go, I guess. So Ben, on the menu, we got Philly cheesesteak, chicken tenders, hot dogs, a bunch of different hot dogs, a bunch of different types of chips, and the typical soda and water. So. What is suiting your fancy right now, Mr. Simpson? Uh, I think
1: right now looking at maybe a cheese dog and some ribbon chips is kind of what we're looking
0: at right now, I think. Wow. You already came up with that, huh? Yeah. we still got a little ways to go. Maybe your mind might change. I think we may go buffalo ribbon chips as well. Look pretty good.
1: I think I might look into that.
0: Problem is I'm covering the first round here, so Ben's is going all out. So we will see... What happens when we get closer to the food truck, we will let you know what our final decisions are right here at Grubbers, GrubbersFood.com. So right off the bat,
1: Mike Grubbers here waiting for the food now. Um and right off the bat, Mike,
0: first no tip of the night. (laughs) How How does it feel with the first tip, no, no tip of the night? The first no tip of the night? Uh, I, honestly, I didn't know that you're supposed to tip food trucks. I've never been to a food truck before, personally. I mean, I think I've really, one. this is your first time. Well, no, I think I've been like one, maybe two in my lifetime, but I never was the one who was buying it. So, like, I just never knew you're supposed to tip food trucks. So, I, I, well, I believe it's like takeout, isn't it? I don't know, but do you, ever, uh, do you, do you ever tip? If you go to Outback, do you ever tip takeout? Yeah, I always tip.
1: You always get tip. That's the rule of the world. Um, now we did get two uh, exorbitant, exorbitantly warm waters that we were handed here. I don't know, it's definitely like a minus. D-, D-. I don't know like what thirst this would be quenched, but we're waiting on. Let's talk about our orders a little bit here yeah, uh, and expectations. It. So right off the bat, you went with the cheese dog, yeah, the
0: and it was just cheese dog and the water, right? No chips. chips. Nope, no chippies. I just wanted the, 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 all the meats. So do you think a cheese dog is literally just a hot dog with cheese on it? Yeah, <laughs> no
1: chip required. And it's literally just a, it's an extra dollar for the cheese. So the markup on cheese is pretty outrageous.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what kind of cheese it is. If it's goat cheese, if it's I don't even know camel cheese. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where they get this cheese from. A dollar is a pretty hefty price. I can go get a whole pack of twelve slices of American craft cheese for like three bucks.
1: So I went with the chicken tenders and fries, and you know it's pretty standard in the snack space. Chicken tenders and fries. It's kind of a game day staple here, and uh, it's it's very easy to get that menu item right. It's also very easy to screw it up. You either go too crispy with it yeah. or just tastes uh, or the breading is all off here. I'm a little nervous with the amount of capacity here because you
0: think about this, Mike, we're looking at this line here. How many people would you say are waiting for food right now? I mean, it has to be at least 20. I mean, the problem is I don't think these type of food trucks and in this case the food trailer, I don't believe these type of food trucks get that amount of people at once. Because I think a lot of people were starting to come in around 6.30, 6.45. And then they said, okay, let's go check out these food trucks that they've been advertising. And then everyone started saying, okay, let's line up for this one. Especially Grubber's because it's the first food truck in the line. That's like everyone's probably their favorite go-to because it's the most American classic one of all of them. I mean, it
1: makes you think immediately of like a big chubby guy, Grubber's. Like, we are Grubber's right here standing here. That poor girl broke her arm clearly. (laughs) 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 She looked pretty upset. But, uh, yeah, we're waiting on... The first menu item of the night, and right off the bat, I already saw him say a name, and no chance we could hear that whatsoever, <laughs> so we're going to have to move up a little close here. We're right around game time for kickoff here, but our game time and our game, the event we're here for, is the food. Is the food We're going to be reviewing it here. We'll put up pictures up on the DC Crossover Twitter. So, Mike, right now, we'll just go ahead and wait for our food and go from there.
0: Well, let's, let's let's real quick talk about the stadium. Yeah. Because we haven't seen a lot of the stadium so far, but we have seen the parts that we are allowed in illegally, and – Overall, so far, I'm thinking this is a good kind of night-out situation. It's not like an every-game type of situation where, like, you know, if you're living next to Nats Park, you want to go to Nats games all the time. But, you know, this is a nice stadium and everything like that, but I think they're still trying to get into the, I guess, the rhythm of being a legit program because, obviously, this is their first game here at Segra Field. And I think just overall, when you're looking at this entire uh, organization, Loudoun United FC, they're still trying to get in the rhythm of things. I mean, we saw we talked about their PA system, which is like basically rentable speakers and everything like that. So it it is a
1: a, a, it's a guy holding a
0: megaphone
1: up in the air and and, and doing the announcing there. But uh, yeah, I mean, as far as like you said, I I would kind of compare this to like a, a low A or double A minor league baseball park in a way as far as the feeling.
0: Yeah, I think uh, when it's a 5,000-seat stadium, obviously it's a little bit different than high school because a lot of these are actually stadium seating. So it's like separate seating. Obviously Claire is up to get her food. Uh, I heard that one. but Yeah. But overall, uh, you can compare it to kind of like a triple-A a or not AAA, the, the Class 6 and Division 6 and all that stuff, high school stadiums in the area where you can see like a, like a Westfield or a Chantilly or something like that uh, because it holds that amount of people. But these are stadium seating, so it's actually more comfortable and more uh, relaxing, I guess you could say.
1: So we'll see where we're at again. Grubber's looks like they've got their uh – Uh, social media handles up there at grubbers underscore food and then on instagram at uh, grubbers underscore food we'll give our grubbers score here after we do receive the food again we'll do our normal food rating system and then we'll check out there's you know three or four other food trucks in the in the uh, stadium right now we're probably not going to hit up them all because uh you know we don't have millions of dollars here from the show (laughs) but uh, we'll see where we're at here so we'll come on back here in a moment on the dc crossover All right, Mike, back to the D.C. Crossover here. We've got our food, and let's talk a little bit about how long the, uh, the wait was here. So we were at Grubber's. We got a hot cheese dog. I got some chicken tenders, some chips. They called them chippers on there. Um, throw out uh, probably about a good estimate for the number for the amount of time uh, you think it took there.
0: The amount of time. So think about this. So I had a, another interview or this morning, and I shaved. I've actually grown my beer back. (laughs) (laughs) It was at least a half hour. I mean, for a food truck.
1: Let's give some first impressions of the food here before Try Now You've already taken a couple bites here. I'm looking at it. Uh, And and actually, for a chicken tender, this is actually looking pretty good. It's um, a little bit better than your run-of-the-mill-like... Uh, arena Chicken Tender. Now, the chips look like just chips. I don't really know the appeal of chips versus fries. Maybe they're easier to make, maybe because they were able to just buy them at the store and then throw them on top they
0: there. Like, they look like potatoes, and they, 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 they kind of like, they sliced them, because I saw them put them in the fryer.
1: Okay, so they were indeed fried here in yeah, the truck. So, so looking at your hot dog here, so it's a uh, it's a hot dog with cheese on it, correct? <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, Investigative journalism. I it, at least it's yeah.
1: not Okay, all right. Well, we're going to try the food a little bit, and we'll come back with the review. All right, Mike, it's time to review the food that we just consumed. Now, again, to recap, you had the cheese dog. I had the chicken tenders with the chippers. Let's get... Some initial impressions first on the food here before we get to our actual grades.
0: Well, there's the, the presentation wasn't that good, obviously. Uh, the price, not that great. But the I just think that the wait time is ruining everybody's experience. Because if you go for a normal hot dog or anything like that, put some ketchup, mustard, whatever the heck you want to put on it, I mean the thing about it is is that it's an American classic. So you can't ruin an American classic. But wait making people wait at a food truck for thirty minutes, missing twenty-five minutes of the game of the inaugural or season opener or whatever you want to call this thing, that, that just ruins everybody's experience.
1: So it was a long wait time for the food here. Let's get to the presentation of the food itself. Again the way price, this grading. Yeah oh yeah. The way this grading scale works is it goes price, presentation quality, and then overall score here. So we'll start with the price on the what first one. Is, is that right? I think so.
0: Price? I think it's, it's price, presentation, taste, and then overall.
1: Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So we'll start with...
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we'll start with the, uh, the original... So we'll start with the price here, and obviously it is a stadium, so you know things are going to be marked up here. I think the price points for the hot dog were how much?
0: $6 for the hot dog, $8 for the chicken tenders, 2 bucks for the water, so that's good value on the water, but we're not judging the water here. Um,
1: so your average ballpark tenders and fries are usually right around the $10 mark, sometimes even up to 12 at places like Nat's Park. $10, you're pretty on par with kind of the, the stadium, if not a little bit less. Um So I'm not going to fault them too much on the price of that. So I'm going to go with a probably a three and a half on the price there. I think that that was pretty solid. Now, for you on your end, I think it's a little different on the hot dog side of things.
0: Well, when you go with six bucks for a cheese dog, I mean, the cheese should be from the best... I don't even know what cheese is made from—goat, goat milk, or something.
1: That's 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 probably not true.
0: <laughs> I have no idea. But if you're spending a dollar extra on cheese, you know I can see fifty cents or something like that. But that's not the point here. The six dollars for the hot dog that I was presented—I mean, it was a decent hot dog, like like size and all that kind of stuff, or whatever you want to call. It. Like, it's not like a like one of these stupid ballpark franks that are like. The sure, thing. sure. It was kind of like the size, a little bit smaller than I would say Costco dog. Uh, if that's what they call those things, but you—it's—it's know, it's just you think about it. And six bucks, I mean, for for what I got, that's just—it it just wasn't happening for me.
1: Yeah, six bucks is a lot for a hot dog because I think all the the literal the the naked dog as they called it, the one without any sauce was five dollars. So they added an extra dollar for the cheese. So a cheese markup of a dollar there seems a little a little totally, outrageous.
0: Like if you go to a high school football game or a baseball game, whatever, and you go to a concession stand. Think about those you know those 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 stupid circle chips that you get with a little nacho cheese on the side that's what was on the hot dog it wasn't like feta cheese or anything like serious it was like a legit nacho cheese that was just so bad there's something that
1: you could have easily made like at home for probably like 50 cents <laughs> I gotta in, think. In like three minutes so we'll go with the so what was your grade on the price then price, I would go with a two. All right, so two for, for Mike on the cheese dog. I gave three and a half. Again, we're, t- we're grading grubbers here at Segra Field. Um, next, on to the next one, which is presentation. So presentation-wise, uh, for the, uh, the tenders and the chips... I think those, you know, there's not a whole lot you can do with the presentation there. I mean, it's going to be mixed together a little bit. Um, so, overall, I can't really fault them too much on it. It looks like chicken tenders and chips. I'm going to we'll keep it simple there with another three and a half on that end.
0: Yeah, for me, at presentation, I would give it another two. I mean, you can't go wrong with a, a nice little cheese dog. But, I mean, just the, just the look of it, the cheese was all stuck to the to the container. and It was just, it, it was just not working. Yeah, question for
1: you with the cheese to dog ratio. Well, what do you think about that?
0: It wasn't, it wasn't too bad. I mean, the, the cheese to dog ratio was actually pretty on point. The problem was the cheese itself. The cheese was just so subpar that you ca- I can't get it out of my mouth. Okay, so. Not enough Dasani can help me. Sure,
1: sure. And we did get two warm Dasanis. We won't grade the Dasanis, <laughs> but they were at uh, a $2 price point. So um, the grading on the presentation from your end, you said two? Yes, sir. Uh, All right, so two. So, so far, uh, Grubber's not scoring very high. Now we get to uh, a little dangerous area here, and and that is taste uh, for these. Now, so I got the, again, chicken tenders and the chips. Chips tasted pretty good. I mean, they tasted like fresh chips you would get at a restaurant, so I I can't fault the chips too much. Chicken tenders, I was expecting a little more. They looked better than they tasted. Um, There is a certain type of chicken tender you get at stadiums where they are... Um, either maybe a little too, uh, uh, a little too uh, overcooked, so they come they, they kind of break apart in uh, large chunks and they're a little harder and things like that. That was what I experienced there. Um, my grade on the taste side of the chicken tenders, I'm gonna have to go two wow. on that. Yeah, it really was not. It was, uh, it was really not. Uh, maybe here's the thing. Now, the chips weren't weren't that bad, so maybe the chips bump it up a half point. So I'll go two-and-a-half again. I'm I'm giving a lot of two-and-a-halves across the board here. Now, I'm I'm, I'm excited to hear the score here for the cheese dog side of things.
0: The problem with the cheese dog, okay, minus the weight, this dog might have been inching towards the two. But with the weight, I mean, you have to factor that in. Obviously, it's the entire experience. With the weight, this dog was a subpar, like, one-and-a-half. One and a half. It was, it was one of the worst hot dogs I've ever had in my life. Oh man. Literally. It was like it was like kinda like you know how sausage has like that, that, that casing skin on it? Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. like a hot dog, but it would the it, had, it tasted like some casing thing. And it was just it was just disgusting. And the bread was like kind of staley, kinda. Now
1: crispy. I had seen them they had the so they were trying to prep... For the amount of people that were coming through. So they actually had the buns out and open, sitting on the counter, waiting for hot dogs. And I think that actually played against them, because it still took a long time, and the buns became stale.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was just, like I said, I told you that you can get a hot dog at Costco, like an even an extra large one, for $1.50 with a Coke or something like that. We used to spend 20 bucks without tip, okay, just remind you that, without tip, $20 for what we just got. And our experience combined basically was like a 2 out of 5.
1: And we will go to some, uh, we'll go with the the overall scores here. So we've got, uh, we've run through a couple of these categories here. Now let's get to overall. Again, we're grading grubbers here. Let's go with uh, our overall scores. I'll let you start first with your overall score.
0: Okay, when you factor in the presentation, the price, the wait time, and the taste itself, Honestly, I'm going to have to go. And this was my most excited food truck. I mean, they had listed about eight places to eat here. Now we only see about four or five. But literally, out of all the food trucks that they had listed before, they had this one as uh, my favorite. I thought their menu, everything looked to my liking. The problem is is that this food truck has really disappointed me in all aspects. And, again, I told you before, this is like my third time in a food truck, and now my food truck dreams are just disintegrating in front of my
1: eyes. Yeah, it definitely has not been a good experience. For
0: so you. overall, I'd have to give it a 1.75. Wow,
1: 1.75 for Grubber's. My total score is going to stay steady with the, the the scores i was giving it the whole time i'm gonna go two and a half <laughs> for grubbers this is one of the lower scores that we've given now we did just uh try last episode we did the the water side of things when we tested the different the new orange uh uh sparkling water <laughs> orange or whatever it was so yeah yeah exactly so we, we gave so those pretty then, low score it, so again we'll go yeah they did without actually uh looking <laughs> reading listening the show so Two and a half for me. You had 1.75 for Mike. That is the review for Grubbers. We'll see if we can snag another truck here before the halftime hits and everybody comes down these stairs here and goes from there. But that's your first food review here again. We're at Field. It's the D.C. Crossover. We'll be back in a bit. Welcome back to the D.C. Crossover here as we sit uh, right by the corner of the field here, Mike. Again, we've made it our way onto the field just by showing the red pass there and finding our way onto the field. Heck of a view from down here, I'll tell you what.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. It's kind of crazy that we paid $26 for seats we're never going to sit in, and we actually got field access and everything, and we didn't pay for any of that. And also, we just showed them, like, literally one microphone we got off at Amazon, and uh, that actually gets us on the field, which is actually how America works nowadays.
1: I guess so. And and the funny thing is, is uh, when we were doing the food reviews and things like that, um, people were looking at us like we actually were, you know, like big-time type guys, when uh, we're we're definitely not. But uh, again, as far as impressions of the field itself, I mean, especially on a night like this, Mike, um, I mean pretty beautiful accommodations. We got a couple uh, grandstands on either side of the long ends of the field and then on the Behind the goalpost, we've got on the far end. We see those are that's the all-inclusive seats there. So you've got the seats behind there. It's all inclusive. That's like an eighty-dollar ticket or so, yeah. all-inclusive. Definitely something to look into if you're uh, ready to get your money's worth. And then behind us is where our seats were, which were probably like the cheapest seats that were available to Loudoun County's
0: finest no, actually, here. No, actually, this, these were actually one up because we're gonna get a free beer after, uh, well, whenever we want. but So we get a free beer with this. It was only an extra, like, $2 to get these seats. But, yes, uh, from where our seats are, probably in the nosebleeds of this end zone area, yeah, I'm sure they were pretty uh, low in the totem pole.
1: Yeah, but we did make our way onto the field. And, again, so overall, as far as a field game day experience here, it's a pretty nice crowd, pretty uh, packed house here on a beautiful night for some professional soccer. And, again, this is the league right below D.C. United as we do see a – Shot heading towards the net here and right by the referee and everything. So we'll, we'll come back a little the bit. the referee say stuff? Yeah, we did. We did. So we'll we're probably. That cl- sorry I keep interrupt you, but we were
0: literally. It's okay. <laughs> With this only one, one microphone is all we can do. We were literally that close to the side judge. Uh, I think that's what they call him. And he literally was saying, like words we could actually understand. It's actually pretty cool. It's actually funny because they have a fan section over there that actually has Loudoun County flags, which is actually kind of funny because uh, I've never seen anyone take a Loudoun County actual flag anywhere besides like the, <laughs> the administration buildings and stuff like that. It's
1: pretty fantastic. We're going to step aside for a bit. We'll maybe try to scrounge up some more food. Maybe find a free beer or two. But otherwise, we're here at Segre Field having a good night as a possible goal-scoring opportunity forming for Loudoun United. We'll wait a sec for this to finish up before we uh, take this break, and it doesn't play out. So we'll be back in a bit again. This is the DC Crossover. All right, welcome back to the DC Crossover. checking out some more food reviews here. The next one is, uh, what was the name of the place? Miss Joe's? I already forgot the name. Miss Mrs. Joe's Petite Sweets. Mrs. Joe's Petite Sweets. So we're opting on the sweet side of things now. We each got an ice cream sandwich. Mike got the chocolate chip cookie ice cream sandwich. I went with the brownie sandwich. And as per usual, I ended up getting the best side of the deal there uh, with the brownie sandwich being two uh, like brownie cookies. In the middle was vanilla ice cream. Mike, you got some sort of salted chocolate cookie with peach ice cream. <laughs>
0: I don't even know. I opened it up, and first I could see this through this, like, I don't know, it's like this translucent bag. So you can't really see through it, right? Is that translucent, right? Sure. Yeah. Um I know a peg, you can't see at all. But so literally I saw something orangey, and I was like, I don't know what the hell that is. So I looked at it, and I opened it up, and literally it's like two cookies that look immaculate. But then in the middle it's, like, orangey. I'm like, I don't know about that. I don't know any vanilla ice cream that's orange. Sure. So then I looked at it. I was like, okay, let's take a bite. First of all, like, frozen solid. I mean, these things have been the freezer. No one's going over to Petite Sweets at Mrs. Joe's. And I got to the middle of it. The problem is, after the first few bites around the outside, it got salty. And it's like... Yeah,
1: it's like, there was a decent know, amount of salt on there.
0: Salt on top of it. It's like, it's like a pretzel. And it's like... If I'm going to have something sweet, I don't want it's not sweet and sour sauce. I, don't, I want something that's like nice and sweet. If it's petite sweets, I don't want no salt salt on my pretzel on my ice cream sandwich. And it I'm was
1: <laughs> and it was weird that you got the it came with the peach ice cream instead of the vanilla ice cream, which was kind of a definitely kind of a strange choice.
0: Well, the chocolate chip cookie currently. But that's the problem, Ben. He didn't finish all his, but for me, I'm eating it cuz Ben paid for it.
1: And we also did get a free water with the situation, which was nice. So uh, we'll run through some quick scores here. So we'll go first. Score, we'll start with his price. Uh, I don't even remember what the cost was. $8 for both? No, for one. Oh, yeah. Oh, so one of those. so, So each of these ice cream sandwiches were $8. That seems a little pricey to me. I mean, we're almost at... Uh, Chicken tenders and chips range, and we're talking about two cookies and some ice cream. Um, So I'm going to have to go only with like maybe like a two or two and a half on the price because that's that's a little high for me. I'd like to have my ice cream sandwiches down around $5. So I gave like a two, two and a half on that? Okay, sure. So he's got a mouthful of cookie. We'll let Mike take a second. And again here, uh, Segra Field, beautiful night in Loudon County. We were able to get up on the field, had a great view of all the festivities and things like that. So far, it's been a pretty solid experience here at Segre Field. Uh, Mike is now washing his hands a little bit, his salty ice cream hands. Let's start with the grade on the pricing. So I, I went about two, two and a half on the price.
0: I'll go the same thing. I mean, $8 is a little bit much because, I mean, think about it. You can make these at home for probably, you know, $3 in total. Sure. I still have extra to do, make make more later in the date, but um, I mean, I would probably go the same thing. But you said two and a half, right? Two and a half. I'll go two and a half as well.
1: All right. So now we'll move on to the presentation. So I will say, came in a little bag. <laughs> Um, thank you on the back, the, the cookies themselves, pretty compact. You had mentioned how cold they were when you initially took them out, so kind of there wasn't really a lot of wiggle room with those. So presentation-wise, it had a nice little sticker on the back, too, sealing it shut there. I like it. I'm going to go four on the presentation.
0: I would go four as well. Obviously, they are not a food truck, so you have to look them up. I'm sure they do uh, cakes and catering and all that kind sure. of stuff. But overall, um, I would go for four as well.
1: And then we move on to the taste portion of things. Now, again, t- we, had, we both had two different experiences there, so I expect two different scores. The brownie one, I will say, pretty solid. And I even took the, um, the uh, step of removing the two cookies on the outer, removing one of the cookies on the outer side, so that way I could take the cookie solo and then have an, a bite of ice cream and uh brownie cookie i wanted to kind of you know experiment a little bit as the scientist i am um taste wise pretty solid i'm gonna go three and a half on the taste
0: other than you bill and i i actually took a bite of the entire thing at once and uh <laughs> you said how would you say again
1: three and, <laughs> a half. three and a half on my uh,
0: three and a half <sighs> man like, I love cookie sandwiches, and the cookie was actually very good, very well done. I love the big chocolate chips, kind of these little petite garbage ones. And uh, really, ah, man, that salt just did me in. I mean, it just, it, it tasted, it was like a good bite of goodness, and all of a sudden that salt melted on your tongue, and you just wanted to spit it out. But the ice cream was not that peachy. I was surprised. Maybe it was just a food coloring or something like that. I didn't really taste a lot of peachness, uh, but I tasted a lot of cookie, and that was the main course uh, of the entire sandwich. So I will give it a solid three, just, just
1: could have been a four. Could have been a four without the salt. Yeah, you didn't like the salt there. You're you're a little salty about the salt. Now we'll go ahead and move to our overall score on each one of these. Um, so, taking everything into consideration here, um, I am going to go with a solid three and a half for Mrs. Joe's uh, treats, petite. petite treat. Yeah, exactly. Some whatever it was. So I'll go. Yeah, so I'll, I'll go with a solid, solid three and a half for me.
0: I'm gonna go with a solid three, just cause. I mean, I would go lower, uh, but the cookie was really well done. The ice cream was kind of like a mediocre ice cream, but the salt just really killed it. I mean, it just. Why did you put salt on there, Miss Joe? Yeah, that was that was a, a
1: poor decision there, but I will say it was. It was at least three times better than uh, Grubber's that we ate at earlier. So that was uh, that one. And that's probably the only food we'll actually – other food we'll get to test here.
0: The problem is that because it's so packed here, uh, there's now gigantic lines. And we were going to get another line, but we are still waiting on Grubber's, so it took forever. But right now, out of Grubber's and Mrs. Joe's, it's kind of lacking. I mean, Paisano's Pizza, which is a local local joint, is really just flying. I mean, they have probably, what – Fifty boxes that are empty right there, and they're just making a killing tonight. They're
1: probably killing. yeah, long line for sure. And then you have, uh, as far as other food vendors that are here, there was a Jamaican place, a Salvadorian place, a burger place, um, and then uh, some other like heart to heart place or something like that. Um, so uh, you're talking about probably about seven or eight food vendors total. Um, but then, but then you think of seven or eight. And then you have to take the amount of crowd that's here tonight. We're talking about three, 4,000 people here.
0: I would say even more, honestly, because if you look at it, you know, by the time, because I've been seeing people still trickle in. Second half, people are starting to get off work and all that kind of stuff, so they're trickling in. And uh, overall, we saw the homestands. They were packed. And then we saw the, the end zone stands. They were both packed as well. Um, there's probably obviously some seats that are open, but there's so many people in line in the team store, a little tent thing over here, and there's so many other vendors that everyone are at, or everyone's at. So overall, I would say it's probably max capacity, honestly.
1: Yeah, so yeah, you know, with only seven or eight vendors and things like that, and these are food trucks that are normally not taking this many people in at one time, so it's been a little, a uh, little bit of a hiccup as far as kind of the, the food times, the wait times there for food and drink. Um, but uh, again, uh, it was Mrs. P's delicious treats uh, here. Uh, for another food review
0: on the DC crossover. We'll be back in a little bit. And we are back to the vehicle here on the DC crossover. Uh, the g p s is telling Ben to head west, but he's actually backing up right now currently uh Loudon United as we were leaving the park, they were up one to nothing in about the fifty fifth minute or so. Me and Ben were trying to get our free drink on, but the problem was is that when we were talking about coming back to the car or talking while we were coming back to the car, we suspected that they were not ready to fulfill the five thousand plus people that were oh this. This creepy lady sitting on the side. What is she doing? Oh, she's talking to. Oh, oh hey. Parking attendant guy sitting next to the pole. He's not really doing too much.
1: Gave us the wave.
0: Gave us a good wave. So we really thought that they were not prepared for the uh, 5,000 plus people that were there because most stands, as we saw, only had about two iPads. And with the speed uh, that they were going at, every single stand there that had any type of, uh, any amount of people. I mean, they were just going literally at a snail's pace. So, really, overall, uh, our experience was fun. I mean, it was a good experience as, as a whole. Uh, the problem was, I think, was just the service. Now, the service, uh, you're going to be wanting to go straight. Sure. I don't know if you know that or not. Um, uh, but, yeah, that's that, that's the thing. is I think the service was the biggest issue uh, for Sager Field and their opening because when you cannot fulfill the amount of people that are in the stadium, that really becomes a problem because – the, the the I guess the play on the field doesn't matter at that point because when you look at the play on the field that's one thing but you have to get to the field with your food and that's the that's the biggest factor there you can't you can't show up at you know seven o'clock go get your food and have to wait until seven forty five miss ten to fifteen minutes of the opening uh, half and then enjoy your experience yes the tickets were not astronomically high but when you're still paying 25 bucks to go see a minor league soccer team new to the area you have to make sure that you're equipped to uh you know i guess you could say appeal to the masses that are in the stadium and get their food out on time what do you think
1: sure and, and also keep in mind that this stadium was still like being built as of like four weeks ago so like <laughs> this is pretty recent and they were kind of scrambling at the end to get parking lots ready to go and get some of these vendor spots within the stadium. So, I mean, commend uh, – we'll definitely commend Loudoun United for – overall doing a nice job kind of getting everything pulled together. But I'm with you. I think it's just you clearly, this clearly was a experience where they weren't really ready for this. Um, and it kind of showed in places like the, 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 food lines. Now I didn't, we didn't, neither of us went to take a, a, a number, a, a little tinkle um, <laughs> while we were there. But uh, I, I'm, I would guess that the bathroom lines would be probably pretty similar to the food lines, I would think. It didn't look like there were a ton of uh, of, of of bathroom options there.
0: But well, he, he, here's the thing. So, Ben, I know you weren't paying attention to it because you were really waiting for those chicken fingers, but I did see, uh, at least on two different corners, about at least 8 to 10 uh, Don's John's or whatever Don's John's competitor is out there nowadays, I did see two sections. Now, I didn't see a lot of people there probably because they didn't have to, as you said, tinkle uh, because obviously they didn't get their food until the game was over. Um, but that's the thing that I think you're you know, pinpointing on here is that really they were still doing construction four weeks ago or so. So scrambling to get this done because the season is like halfway over. And that's the biggest thing is they want to make as much money as possible. But the, the thing about it is, is that if this is your opening night and you're going to be here for a long time to come, you need to make sure that everyone's experience is at least uh, satisfactory. And I think that we saw one guy about to blow a gasket at Grubber's. I mean, the guy who was in, like, boating shoes and a polo that was tucked in and all this kind of crap. And this guy literally looked like he was going to punch somebody because his chicken fingers that he he actually ordered, like, six chicken finger orders.
1: He had a lot of boxes. (laughs) The man had a lot of boxes, and he had a lot of anger that's for sure he was mad the water bottles were warm and uh meanwhile all of our water bottles were warm and at the end of the day it's like yeah that sucks but it's not like it's 110 degrees outside you can drink a warm uh, lukewarm water bottle but this man was about ready to fight the attendants, the the 16 year olds that were working this truck and uh i I really was kind of hoping almost for some sort of situation that would have given us pretty good content
0: yeah, I think that when Ben – he told me off air, actually, that he wanted to interview the guy. I actually offered Ben a free beer. Not the free beer that we got, but I told him the free beer would be at, like, Seven Eleven or whatever he wanted. Uh, I would have offered him one free beer to go interview this guy because this guy literally – He's the type of person that I can look at Yelp and know that this guy is just looking for trouble everywhere because he would go to a restaurant and because he didn't get seven cubes of ice in his water or his Coke or whatever he would order that he would be upset because it was it was not a, a, at the level of coldness to drink that he would want. And it's like those type of people that say the dumbest things on Yelp. It was this Joe schmo coming in his boating shoes and his tucked-in polo at Grubbers, a food truck that was literally a trailer. I mean, these kids were working literally out of like a trailer that had these old school like like you know pier lights on their uh, on their truck, and this this guy was about to punch one of them, and he actually went up there and complained two or three times. At one point, he said. We have been waiting out here for 20 minutes and the game has already started and we are not getting our food yet. And the kids like I don't know what you want to do. I'm just I'm getting minimum wage here. And it just it was just it was just astounding. I one order of 25 hot dogs I'm working on here and I don't
1: know how to make hot dogs. <laughs>
0: We just didn't know if their grill was messed up or something. We don't know. I mean, it would have been nice if a guy from the food truck would have came out and said, hey, you know, we're having some technical issues with the grill. Uh, The food's coming as fast as we can get it out, but uh, we appreciate your patience and stuff like that. Now, that would have been a nice calm down situation uh, from Grubber's. But the fact that everyone in there was just so nonchalant about making their their potato chip fried things or whatever the hell Ben got, and then the chicken tenders and the easy hot dogs. I mean, think about it. Like I said before, you go to a Costco line, there's a line of people. They make three pizzas, seven hot dogs, and two churros in literally about ten minutes. And Grubber's couldn't get out a single hot dog with nacho cheese on it in a half an hour. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Oh my Thanks. gosh! Seriously, Costco is literally the the ultimate food vendor on the face of the earth. It's so dirt cheap, it tastes great, and the service is impeccable because the people in there have hair nets on. The guy has a beard net on. For goodness sake, I mean, literally, that's the that's when you know that someone knows how to make some food when they have a beard net on, uh, or a beard net, not a beer, yeah, net, not a beer, a beard, beer net, a beard, a beard net.
1: Beer net sounds delicious. <laughs> I, it sounds like a type of internet that is specific. Focused towards beer and beer selection. And we didn't, the funny, the, the, the beers that we had tonight were not even from uh, Segre Field. They were from uh, another establishment, which we don't need to give them free publicity because they don't really deserve it. But uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, let, let's talk overall as far as our okay. overall impressions of everything. And, um, you know. Start
0: with the bad and then we'll go with
1: the sure. good. Sure. So, highlights bad. Food lines were long. A lot of people it seemed like the parking situation was a effing nightmare. Like, <laughs> If we had not left early, I get I, my guess is you could be waiting for over an hour in that parking lot to get out because there was like three or four separate parking lots. It wasn't really uh, you couldn't really tell what the situation was. They, they we were following all these all all these cars at one point and then a couple guys were like, "No, no, go this way." We're like, <laughs> "All right, I guess we're going this way now." Um, and so I don't know how the situation would have panned out at the end. So parking was a little suspect. Food lines were long. The, the, the field itself looked beautiful. A lot of the seats looked really nice, too. Atmosphere was great as far as on the pros side of things. Um, so overall, I think you, you, you don't go there expecting to be blown away by the full game day experience. We're talking food, drinks, all of that. Go there if, you're, if you love soccer and you're interested in seeing a good field for, you know, half the price of a DC United game, that's kind of the type of stuff we're talking about here as far as what you're looking at.
0: Now, for for my own personal viewpoint, I look at it and I'm like the, the bad was obviously what Ben just said. I'm not going to repeat everything, but Ben mentioned the parking. The parking was just weird because you would think that a simple parking lot would, you know, you'd fill in from the front and you go to the back because obviously there's no preferred parking or anything like that. I think there might have been some VIP parking, but that was uh, for, like, you know, I guess season ticket holders or whatever. Very important hell. people. Exactly. Very important people that, that were not us, uh, even though we kind of illegally went on the field. I don't know and how we pulled that <laughs> off. Oh, yeah. Also,
1: if you want to really have a great game day experience um just show an email on your phone and then say uh Aaron said you could get uh you would go to the media table and then they're gonna hand you a pass that you hand write your name on <laughs> the guy was like oh you weren't given any passes we we're like nope he's like oh just write your name on this next thing you know you'll be allowed on the field even though we didn't see a single other media member on the field we were just like hey can we go there and they were like uh, i don't see why not so <laughs> On that side of things, if you're looking for some pretty low-bar security, Sagra Field's a great place to go.
0: (laughs) And the best part about it is they looked at the microphone and the little recorder that we have going on right now, and the funniest thing of it is that they were so astounded that, oh, my God, these guys are the legit media. So, yeah, they they raised that little uh, caution tape or whatever they had, Uh, separating the masses from that field and they lifted it up and let us go right through and they they didn't have a single problem about it so that's the funny thing is that literally we went to that media table and everyone was following behind us because we they thought that you know we knew what we were doing what we acted like we did but
1: we were leading a parade
0: (laughs) seriously there was like probably you know at least 100 people that were behind us because they were trying to get out of that long line in the front gate uh but literally when we got to that media table the guy's like who talked to you and Ben's like yeah, like what would you say Aaron or something like that yeah
1: i said like Aaron sent me an email back and uh, the guys like okay. Well,
0: well the problem was count. the guy, the problem was the guy said like oh yeah, uh, did you did uh, you like, did you talk to Kate I or something I like certainly did not. <laughs> I didn't talk to Kate. I talked to somebody that's her boss and uh I he, talked to the C-O-O, <laughs> And literally, and which is actually true. But then the funniest part about it was that you literally said, "Okay, you know, I, I got this email. He told us to come over here." And the guys just like Oh, that's that sounds pretty legit. And then all of a sudden, right when you got, right when you were given uh, that little media pass thing, I just grabbed one and started write my name on it. The guy had literally no care in the world. He just said, "Screw it. These guys know what the heck they're doing, and that's what's going on right now." I'm just park in the, uh... Oh, parking in the handicap spot. Oh, for uh,
1: for a little bit here
0: while we finish up. Our... Yeah. So so really, when you're looking at this whole entire situation, uh, overall for me, the bad was the parking. Uh, the bad was the grubbers and the food lines and everything of that nature. But again, like we said, the, the beer line, they had like this beer garden or whatever the heck they called it, and uh, we went to go get our free beer. The problem was that the line was literally, literally, the line was probably... 25 people deep just just it was only beer beer and wine that's all it was
1: that's it which should be a pretty simple transaction it's yeah. what do you want bud light all right great here you go it's it's 599 boom
0: swipe you're out next yeah. but the problem was it was 25 deep and we literally got to the point where ben said like all right we'll we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes here in a second and then you know we'll, whatever so like five minutes passed i look at ben and i'm like Alright, it's moving pretty good. And then it was just like a stalemate. And then for some reason, our line started snaking, which basically went back and forth. So it made the line even longer. I don't know how that even happened. Uh, but overall, uh, when it happened like that, I was like, Ben, what, oh, this is your call, dude. He just said, screw this. Let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> so we ended up screwing the, the, you know, the, the beer line. We said, screw that. It's, it was not worth it. But Like Ben said, the field was immaculate. The field looked great. The stadium seating was awesome. The atmosphere was fun. Everyone was having a good time. You know, it's a local team. Again, it's only a 5,000-seat stadium. It wasn't uh, like like Audi Field or or even like uh, Nats Park or anything like anything of that magnitude uh, with the amount of people that are there and how crowded it is. But this was more of an intimate setting. Everyone was having a good time. Everyone was talking, and, and and you weren't getting nudged left and right. I mean, obviously, we weren't getting nudged. We were on the field, for goodness sake. But at the same time, overall, I would give it out of a five score, I would give it a nice uh three seven five, honestly.
1: Yeah, I mean, as much as we complain, I think overall it's a pretty – it's a it's a pretty venue, it, I think. Give it a year, and I bet they're going to have their s together. Yeah, and I think they're going to be able to turn this into a pretty a, a pretty great place to go. And especially for our area where we don't have pro sports teams, really. I mean, again, the closest you have is Washington D.C. and having to go to a Nats game or go down to a Caps game or whatever. So with this being the closest you can get to that, I mean, people are going to enjoy that. I mean, it's a big soccer community, Northern Virginia and Leesburg especially. So, I mean, I'm glad that they did this. I'm glad they made this move. It's a step in the right direction because, again, with the the, the what we talk about on the show with the Washington Redskins possibly moving stadiums here in the near future, yeah. could we possibly be looking in, into the Loudoun area for a Redskins stadium? I don't know. I don't know, but it's definitely, there, there are signs there that sports can live outside of the, the district.
0: And that's the biggest thing, is that when people complain about going to you know FedEx Field, or even just going into D.C. and how much traffic it is, and have to ride the metro, or whatever it may be, this is a good experience to come here and root for a local team that's a minor league affiliate of the D.C. United Soccer Team. And this is another step forward for MLS and soccer in the United States, because soccer in the United States is not big. But if people go to Stadiums like this and sell out, and then they get all these numbers and analytics that you know back their theory up. That oh, soccer's growing, then they can start growing it more uh, throughout the entire U.S. But in, in, all the, in all, I don't even know what I'm saying. In all the facts of the matter that come down to what we had tonight. Like Ben said, give it. I would say, I would say at least give it to the end of the season. Uh, at least uh, at the earliest, the end of the season. Uh, but I would give it, like you said, next year. I think their first game at home next year is going to be bomb. Like you were mentioning before the game even started, like it'd be nice if they had a press box. It would look even better. I mentioned if they had a legit PA system, which they could probably buy with the proceeds they got tonight. Um, just I think more professional feel, uh, and then obviously they can go with more professional uh, people. Uh, you know, with the parking, and then. Obviously they can buy more iPads because that's the problem. At the beer garden, they only had two iPads, which two lines for, you know, 70 people is yeah, is not is is work. it's not gonna work. So Uh, You know, overall, I I would say that it was a good experience, but give it a a little while. Give them a little time. I mean, honestly, uh, we we like uh, them giving us free passes, even though we pay for tickets. Yeah, Yeah, so it didn't end up being really free because we still pay. It was like we paid $20 for a media pass,
1: (laughs) which, you know, not that bad of a deal. Not at all. Now, we didn't get a drink with it, but we did get a free water, so that kind of balanced out. So, I don't know. We still probably came out behind. But, uh, where did we get the
0: free water from by the way
1: from uh, Mrs. P's uh, magic beans <laughs> uh, whatever the hell that, name, that place that was, was called by the way uh, before we wrap up we will have a post a blog post talking about the experience that will be coming up uh, early next week One for each of us. probably Monday or Tuesday we'll talk about our experience and then we'll, we'll obviously put up this episode we got a lot of audio clips though so give us a few days to pull that together so expect that um, as your episode basically on Monday or Sunday or Monday and then And we will uh, be able to kind of uh, get back into the the regular swing of things with our regular scheduled shows, talking about Redskins and all that. Next show, we will talk about the Redskins preseason. Preseason games to that point. Um, We'll talk about the latest with the uh, Washington Nationals after a couple big series coming up, starting with this weekend with the Mets, and then kind of go from there. But uh, this was kind of a special edition episode here, Segra Field Review. Mike and I had a great time. Mike, some final thoughts here uh, before we wrap up this special edition.
0: Final thoughts. I mean, it was a good time. It was a good little night out. Obviously, a nice little Friday. Uh, everyone getting off work and going to have a good time, getting a good nice atmosphere like we talked about. Uh, but, again, this is going to be our special edition episode. Um, but we had a great time out there, obviously. We're not trying to cheat out, you know, you guys from another Redskins and all that kind of talk. But, obviously, one preseason game, not a lot to talk about there. Uh, the Nats, obviously, they won against the Giants. I, I predicted that as well. But it, it, no, that's besides the point. Uh, but, <laughs> but, overall, it was a good experience. We had some fun. We didn't get our free beer, which I'm kind of, uh, you know, butthurt about a little bit. Yeah, but Mike's either. it's going to go get drunk at home. <laughs> Tonight. That's for sure. Well, Loudon United, hopefully, they took out the win. We definitely tried to beat the traffic. Who knows? Who, who, right. who, who, who knows? I think it was
1: tied at one point.
0: Was it? Yeah. Yeah, 0-0 yeah, zero, zero when the game started. 1-1. Well, one, one, one. Oh, was they, it 1-1? One, one? They tied it before half. Oh, really? I
1: don't know who scored. I don't know any of the players. But we we know the two food vendors we had. T- <laughs> Don't go to Grubber's. Yeah. <laughs> That's my takeaway. Don't
0: go to Grubber's. Again, this is the DC Crossover. Follow us on all social media outlets at the DC Crossover on Twitter. Ben runs that. And you can also talk with our uh, our friend on there. Apparently his name is Dario or something like that. <laughs> it's Ben's, Ben's favorite, favorite guy on the world. Dario, yeah. yeah, he's, he's great. He's, he might be on our podcast the following week because he he wants to argue with us about something. I don't know. But uh, yeah, again, follow us on the D- at the DC Crossover on Twitter. Ben runs that. At Surround16 for my personal Twitter as well. DC Crossover podcast on Facebook. And also follow us on all the social social media outlets with the podcast dccrossover.com and also apple podcast google podcast and google play music for mr simpson i'm mr sarone signing off yet again dc crossover loud and united Segre field edition Let's-